1: Hello and good afternoon, everybody. Imagine that many of you have been contemplating the Russell Brand story. It's gone viral worldwide, and we've seen mayhem break out on Twitter. We did a poll. Eighty-one percent of my viewers on YouTube who voted in the poll, three thousand have voted so far. Eighty-one percent believe that Russell Brand has been set up. Fifteen percent believe that he's guilty and then there was a range of of viewpoints. I would like to say a few things before we start to look at the Sunday headlines that have come out. You know, all of us who watched that show last night, when you hear these things from the women, it makes you absolutely sick to your stomach. And if those things are true, this must go to a court of law. The full truth must come out with both sides presenting the arguments, and then we can reform our opinions from there. Presently, we've only heard one side of the story. We've had trial by media, which is grossly unfair, and Russell Brand has not been convicted of anything of this nature. And he has a presumption of innocence until that happens, if it happens, if it gets that far. So at 7 p.m. today, we've got a media lawyer coming on the podcast. He has represented some big names, and the media lawyer is going to answer your questions live as to exactly what could happen to Russell Brand next following this situation. We talked about the three-step process. First step, they go after your reputation. Second step, they criminalize you, throw you in prison. Third step, you are not breathing. And um, we saw London Metropolitan Police already call for more victims, alleged victims, to come forward. As far as we are aware, no victims have come forward to the police yet. Now, all every single news agency in mainstream media has followed into lockstep on this. If we're looking at the headlines, Sky News... Uh, Three minutes ago, Met Police responds to Russell Brand claims and urges SA victims to contact the force. Um, They say four women have made accusations. He's denying those accusations. A Met Police spokesman has said, we are aware of media reporting of a series of allegations of SA. At this time, we have not received any reports in relation to this. So this was just released, Sky News, 30 minutes ago. London London Metropolitan Police. There's not been an avalanche of women contacting London Metropolitan Police since last night. Now, if that had have happened, obviously, Russell Brand's case would have deteriorated. The quote continues from the London Police. If anyone believes they have been the victim of a SA, no matter how long ago it happened, we would encourage them to contact the police we spoke with the sunday times on saturday 16th of september we will be making further approaches to the sunday times and channel four to ensure that any victims of crime who they have spoken with are aware of how they may report any criminal allegations to the police so when the media lawyer comes on at seven tonight if you've got any questions as to what could happen next Tune in for that. We will be live. I've got tons of questions for him. And, you know, one of my questions is, for this to be a criminal case, do we have to have an alleged victim file a police report? Is that, you know, the absolute imperative thing? That's my understanding of it, because that would be, the evidence against him would be that person's testimony, and that would get a case in motion. I don't think they can just go off the back of journalists. And what is suspicious is that nobody has approached the police before to make such an allegation and that these allegations were, they came about, if you look at the chain of events, they came about, I believe, from journalists approaching people from Russell Brand's past to provide information for this story. I also found it a bit suspect as well with the the way it was acted out. The more I'm thinking about it, Fishier, it seems. You know, the Times has got a huge reputation to guard. They don't want to get sued for defamation, get the living daylight sued out of them for, you know, if if Russell Brand's career melts down from here. And as impeccable as their reputation is, looking at the poll from you viewers who watch the program, 81% saying you, you still believe he's being set up. There's definitely something fishy foot here and that's not to take away from people who've been through these situations many of you know who've been with us for years that this channel champions survivors of these monsters we report on these monsters we expose them we've lost the channel twice over it and i'm not taking away from the seriousness of the allegations they need to be heard in court and we need to hear both sides of the argument because presently It is just trial by media. So every single mainstream news outlet is calling for victims to come forward after um, the Independent 22 minutes ago. Police urge victims to come forward after Russell accused of beep um, Metro one hour ago. Russell Brand allegations met police encourage victims to come forward. GOTV five hours ago. Russell Brand SA case. London police asks victims to come forward. Deadline, UK police urge women to speak. The Sun, police urge victims to come forward as Russell accused of beep essay and beep by five women. So they are going full on in the mainstream media to try and get women to come forward. And if anything has happened and women do come forward, then justice needs to be served, but both sides need to prevent the arguments in court for that to happen. And we've not seen that so far. It's really sad because Russell was diligently posting videos every day. The last time he posted a video was two days ago. I don't know if there's been anything on his rumble. He showed up an hour late for his gig last night and people said that he looked shook by events. And it's got to be an absolute bombshell for him and his family to be going through this. So there are dozens of headlines demanding that women come forward if anything of this nature has happened to them. Now, I just want to say something else because some people have misappropriated uh, what we, his supporters, and myself, some of the things I've said, um, just because we are pointing out that he has been calling out big pharma big military etc and he's been targeted for that does not take away from the fact that when you look at the clips they uh, they used in the channel 4 documentary a lot of it was disgusting and i'm sure as he's matured over time he's ashamed of things that he said it's ironic that channel 4 that was paying him this big brother stuff to say these extreme things because he was so famous and it was bringing him in so much sponsorship and so much money. Channel 4 was encouraging that and profiting from it. But now, you know, they've gone topsy-turvy on him. So looking at the things that he did say, was Russell Brand cracking misogynistic jokes? Absolutely. We're not denying that in the slightest. Was Russell Brand touchy-feely? with women on camera, like we saw, crossing over into a grey area of the law, possible criminality, but getting away with it because of his fame and his stature? Absolutely. Was he lewd? Was he crude? Was he sex addicted? Was he drug addicted? Absolutely. He's done all of those things. But the question is, does it cross over into a non-consensual act that constitutes the R word? That's where I draw the line. I do not believe, with what I've seen so far, if further evidence comes out, you know, we all get to reappraise our viewpoints. I do not see so far that that has crossed over into, into the full on R word. And we will see if women come forward and if anything of that nature um, comes out. But so far, it has not. All right, let's look at the other headline. So we've got every single media entity is calling for women to come forward. So this is the, you know, step to uh, criminalization. Um, just an hour ago, we've got Drew Barrymore pauses premiere of her show after, is this uh, Russell Brand's story? I don't even think it is. What am I saying here? Is she talking about Russell? No, she's not. All right, let's go on to the next one. Russell Brand gets standing ovation at live show amid um, comedy show hours after the SA allegations were broadcast. So last night, he was playing at London's Troubadour Wembley Park Theatre. And he was met with a huge round of applause when he took the stage. Um, there is footage of that on the mail website. In the video, many attendees rose from their seats while clapping, and he got a second second standing ovation at the end of the performance. Several hours earlier, the Times reported, you know, what we all saw last night. And because it was when we went over the allegations in was it live stream number two yesterday? It it was almost verbatim, wasn't it? What the Times printed was almost verbatim from the quotes. Of the allegations that were reenacted in the channel Four documentary, um so he looked upset last night at the show, but he did get two standing ovations. He's obviously got a hugely loyal fan base and if you've only just jumped onto this stream, we polled the viewers and eighty one percent of viewers, even after watching the show, viewers of this channel, thousands of them voted, believe that Russell Brand is being set up because he's so outspoken about elite corruption calling out some of the biggest entities in the world all right we've got within the last hour danny minogue this is in the metro danny minogue is labeled russell brand a vile predator 17 years ago and resurfaced in an interview Um, The quotes have come to light again following the shocking allegations, Channel 4 dispatches, etc. And he's denied his wrongdoing. In 2006, Australian pop star Minogue, 51 now, made comments that seemed to unknowingly foreshadow the accusations that would come out about Brand almost 20 years later. Speaking to The Mirror at the Michelle Watches Summer Party, she said of brand, he's completely crazy and a bit of a vile predator. I certainly don't think he has cured his sex addiction, that's for sure. He wouldn't take no for an answer. He always goes that step too far. Never quite far enough to slap his face, but usually too far. He's obviously very intelligent, but he wears more makeup than I do. Normally, I love guys with eyeliner on. It can be very sexy but not on Russell, absolutely no way, never. He's just not my type. She said that she was told he got sacked from MTV in the past for wearing the Bin Laden costume. I couldn't believe that I just agreed to be interviewed by someone who would do something like that. It really unnerved me. And then through the whole interview, he kept making shocking remarks that I can't even repeat. Just uttering the words would make me blush. Um, The interview in question was Minogue's appearance on Brands MTV Chat Show 1, Leicester Square. She was 34 years old. She was booked to promote her album, The Hits and Beyond, but said Brand chose an interview tactic that left her uncomfortable and that he had leched over her female glands, let's say. Uh, according to Minogue, Brand also followed her down a corridor and offered his phone number to her. So that is her take when he was running around like a lunatic um, many years ago. But that still does not cross over. It's sleazy behavior. It's inappropriate. He's guilty of all that. But that does not cross over, as far as I'm concerned, into the R word. Then we've got, within the last hour, we've got another uh, article. Because we said that they would all pile on, didn't we? And this is going to run for days. We saw Schofield shut down. And we saw the Hugh Edwards story shut down. You know, quite quickly, lawsuits getting threatened left, right, and center. Matthew Steeples even gets a uh, a legal letter. Um, But in this case, because he's an enemy of mainstream, because he's not embedded in mainstream, of course they're going to let this one run, and they're going to want it to get worse and worse. And I was watching somebody today on, I think it was GB News, they were speculating as to the removal of his YouTube channel. I don't think they can do that. It's a long way off. Unless he violates YouTube community guidelines, I don't think they can just pull his channel. He would have to be convicted of the R word or something similar um, for them to say that, you know, this is now at the point where we can't host this person anymore. And that's a long way off. If people do come forward and if it goes to trial and if he is convicted, these things can run on for months, if not years. All right. So the other headline has come out in the last hour on mail. The moment Russell Brand was blasted by furious Sir Rod Stewart at GQ men of the year awards after telling audience, he had a go on the pop icons model daughter Kimberly. So this was 2006 GQ men of the year awards. And apparently, Russell boasted that he to the audience that he'd slept with Rod Stewart's daughter. Wow! All right, so I mean that's crazy. That's totally inappropriate. It's totally disrespectful. Who on earth would do that? Um, you know, but again, it it's, represents bad character at the time. But look how how he's evolved since then. All right. When taking to the stage at the bash to collect his gong, Russell made a crude remark saying, here's to Rod Stewart, who had a go at me earlier this year for too much womanizing, before adding, but then again, I did have a go on his daughter. And then Rod Stewart got up to collect his own trophy, and he retorted to Russell. He said in front of the audience, you went with my daughter, did you? Russell, stand up. And then Russell, according to the mayor, lost his bravado and could be heard sheepishly mumbling, I took her out for one evening. Rod asked Russell if he had behaved himself on the evening. And then he said, I never touched that girl. Rod said, effing right you didn't. You mustn't come up here and boast. I speak here as a father. Good on you, Rod Stewart. We're totally on your side in this situation. That's really disrespectful to say something like that. And then, apparently, Russell attempted to make amends following the tense moment, and the pair were seen sharing a smile following the awards ceremony. Rod Stewart told Evening Standard, Russell might be a bit of a player, but he shouldn't boast. I never did. Russell's been a bit timid since I had my say. So there's another story that has just been rehashed from the past as they contribute to the destruction of Russell Brand's character. But at least we do have the story of Russell Brand getting two standing ovations last night at his live show in London. All right, let me see what else we've got. That was just stuff in the last hour. Let me just, on, uh, mostly on the mail. Let me just see what else we've got here. We've got Katy Perry's story. Um, this is mail also. So what is Katy Perry's big secret about Russell Brand? Did she know the real truth about her ex-husband, but was keeping it locked in a in, quote, locked in my safe for a rainy day? She is maintaining a silence in the wake of these allegations. She has been contacted by the media and she has not responded. So let's let's find this one. Um, um, Katy Perry is now engaged to her long-term partner, Orlando Bloom. She's remaining silent so far. Questions are being raised about what she may have known. Following claims, she knew the real truth after the divorce. Speaking in an interview with Vogue in 2013, Katy Perry said she had initially taken a lot of responsibility for the split until she found out the real truth. She said she would keep this truth, which she could not necessarily disclose, locked in her safe for a rainy day, which is now following the allegations prompted renewed speculation about what secrets she knows and she was referring to following the divorce. So then it gives them ties in the allegations here. All right. So Perry said that he's a very smart man. And I was in love with him when I married him. Let's just say I haven't heard from him since he texted me saying he was divorcing me from December 31st, 2011. See, that's a bad thing, Russell. you He's always... Keep in contact with and stay in good terms with your exes. And Perry added, I felt a lot of responsibility for it ending, but then I found out the real truth. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I let go and I was like, this isn't because of me. This is beyond me. So I have moved on from that. In a documentary part of me, she also reflected on marriage with him. At one point showing her tearful before going on stage at a concert following a row. With Russell. After the first meeting in 2008, they had this lavish wedding in, in India. And um, we talked about some of that at the time. And last month, Russell Brand also reflected on the marriage to Katy Perry during an episode of Running Wild with Burr Grills The Challenge. I've been watching some expose videos on Burr Grills on YouTube. They're quite funny how. Some of these scenes, such as the volcano, were reconstructed with fake smoke and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So Russell said, some aspects of it were, like, amazing. She's an amazing person, and it was kind of incredible to live for a moment in the eye of the cyclone-type aspect of fame. Aside from my sort of feelings of affection for Katie, it's a time that I remember being a little bit chaotic and a bit, for me, to speak for myself, a little disconnected. And as we know, Russell married his wife in Laura, mother of his two kids. And I can't imagine what Laura is going through right now. All right, before I get to the next headline, I'm just going to have a look at the chat. Uh, Huge thank you to everyone for tuning in to see what's going on, what the latest is. And we are, if you've just tuned in, we are coming back at 7 with a media lawyer representing high profile people who's an expert in this situation, he's going to take your questions for this case so we can understand exactly how it could go to a criminal case whether Russell has a defamation case there's there's so many possibilities, and a lot of it is depending on if Females come forward and make other serious allegations. That's my understanding of it. All right, so we've got a comment here. I'm just going to read some of the comments in the chat before I continue with the news. This is from Requited. The truth was is Russell is a degenerate addict. However, no one cares about these allegations over a decade later. Um, Too many crying wolf lately, and the timing is obviously an agenda. And over eighty percent of the viewers do believe that there is an agenda here in trying to silence him because he's going after people like Gates, Obama, Fauci, uh, big farmer, big military, and on 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 it goes. But I'll just poll you guys then in the chat and see what you guys. Um, Think so. Shelley is saying, isn't it just as bad to jump to the conclusion that he's innocent than he is guilty? So yeah, I agree with that entirely. And we're just trying to look over the facts that have come in so far, the allegations that have come in so far, and process that information. There is a presumption of innocence on him, which means we have to assume he is innocent presently until he is convicted in the court of law. If allegations do come out that are concrete, then, you know, my mind could change at that time. We would see. But the the courts are manipulable as well, because what kind of justice do you think Julian Assange is going to get if he ends up in America? What's going to happen to him? Do you really think that Assange is going to have a fair hearing? Or that he's gonna spend the rest of his life in prison. So I think if he gets ends up in America, he's definitely gonna spend the rest of his life in prison. Alright, so <clears> there's <throat> another one. TV bosses said female crew will be taken off show, fronted by Russell Brown because of fear they'd be assaulted or harassed. That's one of the headlines. We heard a lot about that in the show. Um Sarah Vine has said that he's call, she's calling Russell Brand a vulgar, crass narcissist, but even a toe rag like him, that's a steeple's word, should surely be given a fur hearing. You know, we've had a lot of people who are supporting him are females, and they're all acknowledging that he has engaged in seriously sleazy behavior. He's made misogynistic jokes. But these females are saying that they believe he's being set up here. There's a bigger agenda. So let's look at what Sir Vine is saying. Um, Ever since the Me Too movement took off, highlighting grotesque abuses of power and holding previously untouchable men to account, the question of what constitutes predatory beep behavior has been hotly debated. I mean, we had a rave DJ on, who, I'll put the link in the description box after this if you want to check it out, who was falsely accused of the R word, and he was exonerated in court, and the interview's like five hours long and the hell he went through. To this day, he's still getting stalked, and he, he was like, getting death threats, and I think he got physically Problems happen to him out on the streets as well with people following him around and stuff. Continuing the article, the movement has done much to free women from the unwanted clutches of predators, but there have been a few unintended consequences. Aspects of Me Too have been weaponized for political purposes, and there are moments when it feels like the pendulum has swung too far the other way. Sometimes it feels like even complimenting someone on their appearance can be construed as an act of aggression. Meanwhile, pretty much any physical advance by a man, whether deliberately or otherwise, carries the potential to be labelled abusive if framed in a certain way. And in the wrong hands or with the wrong intentions, this can be lethal. Accusing someone of predatory behavior has become along with accusations of racism and transphobia, a quick and easy way to discredit and or destroy reputations and careers. And then she cites Dan Korski, Hugh Edwards, Noel Clark, Schofield, and says the list is endless. You guys know our thoughts on Hugh Edwards and Schofield. Uh, we hammered those guys, and I won't elaborate here. Perhaps more importantly, alleged assaults are no longer examined as they should be in an objective court setting but judged in the court of public opinion, often with limited facts and one-side accounts and almost always overlaid by preconceptions and prejudice on both sides. Separating the real perpetrators from the merely misguided or inept is hard to do against a background of social media hysteria where any questioning of an alleged victim's version of events is considered abusive and where proof is not always required. I mean, that is so true. Just from giving my opinion last night after watching the Channel 4 program and saying that I still believe that Russell is being set up for because of exposing elite corruption these big industries and government policies where they make billions off us. Just for saying those things last night, I've, I've had a lot of messages come in from people saying that I'm backing a man engaged in the R word. And that is absolutely preposterous. One does not follow from the other. So by saying that we support him, people are misconstruing that we're attacking the victims, but we're not. This channel, for years, has supported survivors of these monsters. And it's an insult for people to say that we would ever do something like that. You know, not support victims. All right, so that said, the allegations about the conduct of Russell Brand over a seven-year period at the height of his fame are shocking. This is the Mail article by Vine. The former comedian, now a self-styled alternative lifestyle guru and widely successful conspiracy theorist. Every single media outlet is in lockstep at branding him a conspiracy theorist. Stan's accused of a catalogue of abusive behaviour, including R-Word and numerous S-A. And then she rehashes uh, some of the things that were said last night. Hoping to preempt the accusations and imagine control the narrative, Brand took to YouTube on Friday night to tell the world that he had received two extremely disturbing letters, apparently at eight days' notice, which listed a litany of extremely egregious and aggressive attacks which are untrue. He said any relationships he had during his time of promiscuity were consensual before claiming he is the victim of a coordinated media attack. His video initially received the support of his wife's sister, the TV presenter, and Elon Musk and online influencer Andrew Tate, which we spoke about yesterday. So Vine continues, I've never been a fan of brand. I've always found him crass, vulgar, attention seeker, and not nearly as attractive as he thinks he is. When he first came to fame, thanks to TV's big brother, also crass, vulgar, attention seeking. He was the personification of the kind of Torah any mother would dread their daughter bringing home. There was the drug taking, the promiscuity. He claims to have slept with more than a thousand women. Well, if it was five a day or 9,200 a month for 10 years, that's uh, a lot more than a thousand. The idiotic politics, the ridiculous her, the escorts. Every time he opened his mouth, a stream of absurdities tumbled out, which made it all the more surprising that so many people, from politicians to the then Prince of Wales, took him seriously. He dated some of the most glamorous women, Kate Moss, Jemima Khan, married Katy Perry not long before dumping her by text. He was eventually stopped in his tracks by his own arrogance in 2008 when he and Jonathan Ross left a series of lewd messages. On the Answer Machine of Andrew Sachs, who played Manuel in Faulty Towers. We went over that one in great detail yesterday in the second live stream. Uh, I'll put the links to them in the description box below this video. If you missed it. Crudely alluding to Brand's brief relationship with Sachs's granddaughter. The incident resulted in a flood of complaints to the BBC and led to the resignation of Radio 2's controller and brand. However, Jonathan Ross kept his job. How he he did it has always remained a mystery. Given Russell's general character and degeneracy then, these allegations, while deeply shocking, don't seem all that surprising. I agree there. Kind, respectful men don't generally ring up old men and boast about having sex with their granddaughters. It was actually Jonathan Ross who did that. Nor do they brag about having slept with more than a thousand women. And since, by his own admission, he was often high, who knows what might have taken place while not in his right mind. Now, that is a good point that we raised last night, people who are high. There's a line in your drug-taking career where you start to not even remember what you've done. And once you cross that line, extremely dangerous, anything could happen. For me, uh, this is the article again, the most damning testimony is that of the woman who was 16. Absolutely hit you in the guts when you heard that testimony. No doubt about it. If that is true, it is absolutely disgusting. All right. But then the article continues. Technically, it may have been consensual. But does a 16-year-old in a relationship with a 31-year-old ever really have a clue what she is doing? Thank you for the super chat, Iron Man Metal. Appreciate that. She alleges that he approached her on one day out of the blue in London's Leicester Square while she was shopping. He took my bags from me, which was quite disarming, she says. He took one dress out, says you're going to wear this for me on our date this week. Uh, she said that he got excited when... She's told him that she was a virgin and on and on it goes. And then the article says 16 is not underage in Britain, but still for a man in his thirties to be sleeping with a girl in her teens is deeply distasteful. Yeah, I agree. If you're sending a taxi to a school to have a date with someone, there is something seriously wrong with you. But again, does that cross over into the R word? Technically, it doesn't, but it is morally reprehensible. All right, article continued. No one with a shred of decency would do that. Let all the other things she accused him of. If he is capable of that, then what else might he be capable of? Just because someone has a revolting manner and a check past does not mean that they are an R word. And it's not as if Brand has ever made any secret of his behavior. Not only did he not make any secret of it, he was getting paid by Channel 4 to crack those kind of jokes and behave in an erratic, overly sexual fashion because they were monetizing it. All right, so the article continues. But some of the women's claims make me suspect there may be a little more than a media conspiracy to get him as he claims. Previously, comedian Catherine Ryan, who worked with him on a show called Roast Battle, has accused him in all but name of being a beep beep. She spoke of confronting a colleague on a popular TV show, adding, I raised it, I called him a beep to his face and in front of everyone. That's quite a risk, both professional and personal, for someone such as Ryan to have taken. But perhaps it is telling that shortly after the allegations dropped that his sister-in-law deleted her Instagram post in support of him. Brand may be many things, but he's not stupid. He'll put up a fight and things could get nasty. We will find out a lot more in the next few days, but whatever the outcome, it's vital to remember that when it comes to allegations of such serious nature, everyone deserves a fair hearing, even dubious individuals like Brand so I do agree with things that she's saying there. But again, you know, the the great unknown is did his behavior behind closed doors cross over into the R word? If anyone's behavior ever does, we condone them. We will not accept that on this channel and we will expose them to the fullest, but it's way too early to be passing judgment. So far we've seen trial by media and we want to hear his side of the story. And I imagine that his legal team poured over what was said last night in fine detail. And they're coming up with some kind of statement, you know, to reassure his supporters, and they're coming up with various legal strategies to combat what has been said all right so if you join us we're looking at the sunday news headlines pertaining to the channel 4 dispatches program we've covered quite a few in the mail there's one in the guardian here the bbc this just come out um a couple hours ago i think the bbc just over an hour ago bbc is urgently looking into issues raised by Russell Brand allegations. Well, is the BBC still urgently looking into issues raised by the Hugh Edwards allegations? I doubt it. And who always chips in at times like this? Dynage. Uh, there's some news about Dame Dinage chipping in on this one as well, which we'll get to. All right, to continue this article then. A BBC spokesperson said in a statement, that the report contains serious allegations spanning a number of years. Russell worked on BBC radio programs between 2006 and 2008. We are now urgently looking into the issues raised. Amnesty International has urged women to come forward. didn't know they were weighing in until I saw this article. If they have any concerns, about the behavior of Russell Brand during his participation in two of the charity stand-up comedy events in 2006 and 2012 after last night's publications. This follows the announcement by the charity, a charity which supports vulnerable women recovering from addiction has announced that it's going to sever its links with Russell. The Trevi Women and and Children's Charity said it had ended its association with Russell and his charitable fund, the Stay Free Foundation. So in situations like this, you see the domino effect where the sponsors announced that they're dropping the person. You know, when True Geordie made that inappropriate joke of a religious nature, let's say, uh, in the following days, the mayhem that eschewed, you just saw sponsor after sponsor announce they were dropping him, and I had his back in the middle of that storm, and I'd like to see other people come out who've collaborated with Russell and give their take and if they think Russell's completely innocent to go on the record and say so. I mean he's collaborated with so many huge names, and the only two people have come out so far that I'm aware of is, um, Elon Musk and Andrew Tate out of the really big names. Yeah. All right. So that's, that's the news from the BBC. Um, the charity, uh, in a statement, Amnesty International said it found the allegations shocking and distressing, and that it did not have a relationship with Russell anymore. He took part in the secret policeman's ball event in 2012 and 2006. The charity has said that while no complaints or concerns were raised at the time of the event in relation to his conduct, it was, quote, very aware of the barriers women face in raising complaints of SA and would encourage any woman to let us know if there is anything that they experienced at the time that is of concern. The other charity, Trevi, which is based in southwest England, said it was deeply saddened and upset by the news and that it has ended its association with Russell and his charity, Brand Stay Free Foundation, funds charities that work to support people through recovery from addiction, the mental health issues, and the non-profit organisations that help them. You know, when Russell spoke to the politicians about people with mental health issues and addiction, it really, it really went up in my estimation when I saw he was speaking from the heart, and it was so. Concise and eloquent and powerful, what he said. And it's a shame that a guy who is got so many followers and is doing such good works in these areas that overlap with what we talk about, because prison is the biggest house of the mentally ill in America. That's what I discovered. People with addiction issues often end up into criminality and in prison. It's what we see over and over again with our podcast guests. Hey, happened in my life. And it seems that Russell's mission really overlaps the mission we've got here on this channel. So that's why it's going to be a shame if his career does melt down from here and looking at Twitter, you know, even though you guys 81% of think that he's been set up, if you look at Twitter, it's just absolute mayhem on the many people are just calling him every name under the sun. Yeah. All right. So, Let's look at, um, if there's any, been anything else that's been, that's cut ties with him or any other news stories. And I hope some of you guys join us at seven when we get the media lawyer on. All right. So now a clip has been rehashed revealing the awkward moment. Bob Geldof clashed with Russell when he called the comedian, the C word on stage at the enemy awards in 2006. Taking to the stage to accept his prize, Geldof brushed past Russell before insulting him, telling the audience, Russell Brand, what a C word. Brand later hit back at Bob Geldof, joking the reason he was such an expert in famine is that he'd been dining out on I Don't Like Mondays for 30 years. I do remember when that quip was broadcast in the media. Um, The clip was unearthed. Is now recirculating because of all the allegations put forward last night. The awkward clash between Brand and Geldof happened after the comedian announced the singer had won Hero of the Year at the NME Awards in 2006 for his work on Live 8. Brand announced that Bob Geldof had won by saying, of course, the winner is Live 8, so please welcome to the stage Sir Bobby Gandalf. He walked up towards the stage before awkwardly shaking Brand's hand and then taking to the podium to accept the award. Geldof then curtly said, Russell Brand, what a C word, before thanking those who had worked on Live 8. His remarks were met with laughs and applause as Russell looked unimpressed. Russell later took back the microphone and congratulated Bob before hitting back with a dig of his own. Bob Geldof though obviously an amazing man to whom we have a lot to be grateful. Not in calling me a C-word, of course. Really, it's no surprise that he's such an expert on famine. He has, after all, been dining out on I don't like Mondays for 30 years. (laughs) Which was quite funny at the time. Um, Brand was previously linked to Bob's second daughter, Peaches Geldof, prior to her death from overdose of Brown. That was really sad, age 25 in 2014. In 2007, Brand's 33-year-old friend, Noel Fielding, was also reportedly spotted canoodling with the singer's third daughter, Pixie, who was 16 years old at the time. Brand was slammed by Bob's first daughter, Fifi, after the comedian joked about using drugs at a fundraising event for a charity that specializes in treating drug and alcohol addictions, Fifi Geldof called Brand an unfunny B-word and an uber douche extraordinaire um, joked about addiction because of the jokes about addiction. Geldof's ex-wife and Fifi's Peaches and Pixies mother Paula Yates previously died of an overdose of brown in 2000. Yep. That was really sad as well i remember watching paul yates uh, hosting shows when i was growing up as a kid and i used to um watch some of that stuff with my dad right so we're going over the major news stories that have come out today uh like i said at the very beginning every media entity is calling for more women to come forward we're seeing charities sever links with russell brand And I imagine we're going to hear about sponsors dropping him as well. Now, we've got one that's come out in The Guardian. Another thing that makes this look like a targeted smear campaign is the fact that they took the title of the book in plain sight, which is the the book about Jimmy Savile, which is considered the go-to expose. And they've capitalized by taking that Title because there's no copyright on book titles and film titles and putting it in, the title of the Dispatches Program. And now we've got The Guardian joining in. um, The headline is Russell Brand in plain sight review. So many red flags ignored for so long. Subtitle from demeaning beep remarks on radio to offering his assistant naked to Jimmy Savile, every disturbing detail of this cogent documentary makes it mind-boggling that these alleged abuses have taken so long to surface. The modern news cycle is brutally quick. On Thursday and Friday, the 90-minute special episode of Channel 4's investigative documentary, Strand Dispatches, um, was trending on social media because of the mystery around it. Channel 4 had declined to offer any information about what it contained, but by the time it did, uh, we knew exactly what it contained. I'd be interested to know what the viewing figures are as well for the show last night. It's got to be in the double-digit millions. They have done a masterstroke of PR with this. The program is a collaboration between Dispatches and the Sunday Times, and as happens often when a TV show and a newspaper mount a joint investigation, the newspaper went public first. And I think it was live streamed too. Yesterday, we went over that article. Link is in the description box right now if you missed the details of the allegations. With the online print version published a few hours before broadcast, many viewers found themselves in the unusual position of watching a documentary having already read its key allegations. True. These allegations are that the comedian uh, Russell Brand has a history of abusive interactions with women one alleges the R word. Another says he seriously, beep, essayed uh, her at the end of a relationship that began when she was 16. And he was 31. A third claims abuse and SA. As well as the allegations being known by the time of broadcast brands, Denial was also out there. On Friday, he outed himself as the target, released a video, which we did play in live stream number one yesterday, earlier on. If you want to see that and our analysis of his body language, because we did reach out to the behavior panel to try and do an analysis, but they are tied up right now. But he's in shock. You've had this career, you've been cruising along, you've settled down, you've got your wife, your kids. All of a sudden, your entire living is now threatened with meltdown. You're going to be in shock and adapt into that. And you can see that clearly on his face. So, I'm continuing the article, with its allegations and the alleged perpetrator's denial already known about, and even the culture war battle lines already drawn, what currency does Russell Brand in plain sight have? The Guardian is claiming plenty, as well as organising deeply harrowing testimony into a cogent narrative. The Dispatch's film placed the women's claims into a wider context within the industry, and our culture as a whole, pinpointing a collective culpability that resonates well beyond whatever one might, one man might might have done. These allegations themselves are disturbing enough being able to see and hear the words spoken even by anonymized interviewees filmed in silhouette, or in one case replaced by an actor lends every awful detail alleged a piercing immediately. No, it was visceral. It hit us in the guts. You'd have to be an animale not to be affected by what was said. But it's still fishy the way this whole thing has been orchestrated. Surrounding the interviews are the words of Brand himself on stage TV and radio. Clickbaiting someone and layering in like that, it is effective in twisting people's minds. But it's trial by media, and it's borderline dishonest. Even the best-case scenario for brand, the one in which all these specific independent accusations turn out to be false, which could happen, people are assuming this guy is buried right now. We view him as a sleazy, sexist creep because he has told us. Yes, we concur with that, but that doesn't cross over to our word. And he was getting paid to be like that by... Media entities that are now dogpiling onto him. Quote, don't be afraid of your own sexuality, we see him tell a guest on his chat show in a clip dug up by dispatches. Do be a bit afraid of mine, though. During an interview on Conan O'Brien's US talk show, he told the host, you don't want to be around when the laughter stops. One old stand-up routine joking about enjoying them. BJ's where mascara runs a little bit. Spookily echoed. Exact words of the program's allegations, but the thing is, you've got a chicken and the egg situation there. Because if they are framing someone, I'm not saying they are, but if you're framing someone, wouldn't it be easy to get their own words from the past and then have someone in the present repeat those words? So you've got the spooky echo of the exact words that this article in The Guardian is saying is evidence against him. If he was the first person to use those words and it's documented in his stand-up, anyone can copy those words in the present and make such a claim against him. So I'm not buying into that at all. The title in plain sight has been carefully chosen. Dispatches has found further evidence of Brand not hiding his misogyny, drawn from the same stint as a Radio 2 presenter that led to his biggest previous controversy in 2008. When he was fired for broadcasting crass voicemails, he left for actor Andrew Sachs. Misogyny, again, is despicable. It needs to be eradicated. Women and children especially should be respected in society, and sadly they're not in many Situations and in many societies, thanks, Gene, for the super chat. But he was openly out there doing this stuff and being paid by these media entities to do it because his shock jock style was bringing them money, sponsorship deals, views. If you understand, you don't judge, if you judge, it's because you don't understand. We all have our own views, appreciate yours. So thank you, Gene. I'm trying not to judge. I'm trying to look at this from every angle. Um, My philosophy is anti-dogmatism. And this guy has done so much exposing... You know, when I was banned from talking about certain things, and Russell was talking about those things, I was so thankful that he he was carrying the torch in those areas. And that's why this is is so heartbreaking for many of us, because many of my subscribers overlap with his subscribers. And that is what has raised him up in our minds, is the fact that he has risked his occupation, his reputation, his career, didn't join the Hollywood Club, and went after these scumbags who are making billions off us and, and telling us it's rain while pissing on our heads. All right, let me continue this article. Um, we were on about the misogyny, yeah. He, he, he is. His jokes were misogynistic and shocking. The things he said with Savile, extremely creepy, but again, it was five or six years before it came out about Savile. And this article concludes that the warning about not ignoring red flags and not indulging toxic behavior to prioritize talent or fame is a strong one with acute relevance to a comedy world still riddled with misogyny. The only performer willing to be interviewed about the problem for dispatches is Daniel Schloss, who is already known for including serious oratory about male violence in his stand-up routines. Why work still needs to be done, Brand is not the only comedian whose alleged behavior is often described as an open secret in the industry. Is summed up by a female dispatches contributor Musing on women who might have embarked on a comedy career. Met Russell Brand, then sought over employment. Quote, culturally, what are we missing? That's how the article ends. All right. So there's a summary of the news stories that have come out today. As far as we are concerned, uh, as as we understand, um, the London Met Police. It was a couple of hours ago now, was it, when I started this, just over an hour ago. The London Met Police said, so far, no women have come forward to make allegations, further allegations against Russell Brand. All the mainstream news outlets are calling for women to come forward. Amnesty International is calling for women to come forward. And that's repeated, you know, in these media over and over again. All kinds of clips and exchanges with famous people have come out, uh, being rehashed today to make him look uh, even sleazier. And, and they are the general themes of the news. So we've got seven o'clock i'm going to be back at 7 p.m with a lawyer a media lawyer and he's going to tell us in in detail fine detail he's going to take your questions and tell us exactly what could happen next and how this could escalate into a criminal case much love and respect wherever you are in the world thank you for tuning in and hope to see some of you at seven And then at eight, we've got a three-hour interview with a prison governor. And then after that, we've got an interview with Ole Damagard um, coming out as well. So we've got three more premiers in a row coming out tonight. Ray J is going to have his hands busy. I'm going to go and bounce uh, Ziggy and burp him and see what's going on